Okay, everyone, it's Ashley Grigsby. I'm here today with Dr. Heather Mustin, again, to talk about some pulmonary stuff. She's our second-year pulmonary fellow at Riley Hospital for Children. Welcome. Hi again. Yeah, she's saying again because we just recorded this whole segment without actually pushing the record button, so we're going to redo it. We, that was you. Yeah, I know, you're right. <laughs> it's totally my fault. I'm working with some new equipment. <coughs> All right, we're going to actually do this. It's, it'll be better this time. Exactly. We already practiced. We practiced. So we are going to talk about cystic fibrosis. Yes. Something near and dear to your heart? Yes. I take care of a lot of cystic fibrosis kids, and I'm doing some research in it. So That's awesome. Yeah. I heard Indiana's a hot spot. It is a hot spot for cystic fibrosis. Yeah. Yep. So it's the most common life-limiting genetic disorder in Caucasians in general, um, and we have one of the biggest centers in the United States here. Very cool. Yeah. And they are living longer. They are living a lot longer. Because I see them in my adult population, too. Yep. So there are a lot of different medications that have helped increase improve survival in these CF patients. And then there's actually new drugs that came out a couple of years ago that um, can treat some of the defects down to the actual protein function, which is super exciting because that's, that's getting back to primary prevention rather than secondary and tertiary prevention. So what is the... Uh, defect in cystic fibrosis? It's the sodium chloride channel, so it cannot transport across, and when you can't transport the chlorine typically across very well, you get sticky mucus on the in, the lining of the intestines, the pancreas, and the lungs typically. Sticky mucus. Sticky mucus. I like it. You just can't okay. get it out. What kind of uh, things in a baby make you think, hey, they might have cystic fibrosis? So failure to thrive is the most common presentation, actually. Everybody always thinks it would be cough or pneumonia or something like that. It is, by and large, failure to thrive. They cannot, because of that sticky mucus, they cannot secrete the pancreatic enzymes they need to absorb all of the fat and break it down, and so they get malabsorption. And then they don't grow. And then they don't grow. What kind of lab stuff do you see? So you can see a low serum albumin. I'm sure hypoalbumin would also be a little bit low. Anything that would go along with just decreased nutrition overall. Okay. And then you can get hypochloremic alkalosis just due to the transport defect of the ions. So that's typically more historical, but something you need to know for your pores. Hypochloremic alkalosis is a buzzword for yes. CF. Yes. Baby. Got it. Okay, I have a baby who has, you know, low albumin, they're not growing, and I am worried about CF. So you'll get a sweat chloride test. So what you do is you put a little bit of cream that um, will make them sweat when you put a little bit of current. It does not shock them. It does not hurt. You can tell parents that. It just makes it a little bit warm, so that way they sweat. And then they swipe that off. They send it for uh, sweat chloride testing. If it is above 60, that's diagnostic of cystic fibrosis. If it is between either 35 and 40, the guidelines have changed recently, so 35 or 40, between that and 60, it's an intermediate. They could have CF, they could not have CF. If it's below 35 or 30, you pretty much have ruled out cystic fibrosis, which is nice because then you can kind of think of other things. Great, so 60, 60. 60 or higher, diagnostic. Diagnosis of CF, okay. Now, how does one get CF? So it is an autosomal recessive genetic defect. We actually have parents now that have cystic fibrosis having children. So either the, the parents have to have cystic fibrosis or be carriers. Okay. So if you have two carrier parents, you have a 25% chance of having a kid with cystic fibrosis okay. overall. 
Now, if you have two parents with cystic fibrosis, you what have a 100% th- chance of no, having yeah. a kid with cystic fibrosis. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's not even what I meant. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> I just, I can't talk. I think of that little square and I get all discombobulated in my brain. Two parents are carriers. Yes. One of the kids has it. Yes. What is the chance that their sibling will be a carrier? But they don't have cystic fibrosis. But they don't have cystic fibrosis. So it would actually be two-thirds because you're only, you've already taken out that cystic fibrosis kid, so you only have three squares left. And of those three squares, two of them would be carriers. And one would be healthy. Yes. Completely. Yes. Great. If you're on the boards and they're asking you a question about genetics, just draw the stupid square. Do it. You know, yeah. just draw it. It's really confusing. It's not 50% carrier yeah. percentage. It's two-thirds. It's, two-thirds. it's very tricky. It is tricky. Okay, so CS, CF in infancy, we kind of talked about more GI symptoms. So what are kind of the GI manifestations of CF? So steatorrhea is probably kind of a buzzword. So that's greasy fat in the stool because they cannot digest it or absorb it. They'll have diarrhea. Um, it'll smell really bad. In older kids, they like you can see the grease like literally in the toilet bowl like, floating around. And so we give pancreatic enzymes to these kids to help them digest those things. And those things are we ask in the clinic every single time because if they are starting to have those symptoms, we up their enzymes again because we're not keeping up overall. I see. And then I know kind of, you know, buzzword (laughs) study kind of stuff, meconium ileus. Yes. In babies. Meconium ileus is not super common, but we see it in terms of a presenting sign of cystic fibrosis. But if a child has meconium ileus, you need to 100% test them um, because it's highly associated with cystic fibrosis. So if you see meconium ileus on the boards, think cystic fibrosis. And then they also apparently, in my preparing for this uh, podcast thing, they can get like a meconium peritonitis? That sounds really bad. Yeah, bad? so it, it can be. There is actually a lower association of meconium peritonitis with cystic fibrosis, but it's still something that we need to rule out overall. Okay, uh, okay so what about... Vitamins. Do we have to supplement any vitamins yes. in cystic fibrosis? So, like I said, you don't absorb any fat, and so any of your fat-soluble vitamins, you need to supplement. Which A-D-E-K? Is, yep, yep. I remember, like, one thing from the vitamin <laughs> section. Of- Actually, Aquadex is usually the vitamin, typically in the past. Yeah. I have no financial disclosures to make, but that's kind of one of the brand names overall. Okay, so A-D-E-K, yeah. you, you supplement mm-hmm. usually. Yep. Cool. What about pulmonary? The real, the real meat of the... So these kids will start to have respiratory symptoms typically, you know, within a year or two. And so they just have that thick mucus they can't get out very easily. So we will start them on airway clearance for little kids. It's what's called chest physiotherapy. So we just beat on their back, trying to break up the mucus so that they can um, cough up the mucus. We start them on sodium chloride nebulizers because it just thins out the mucus. They actually found that kids that lived on the coast did better overall. Like the humidity of the Yeah, the salty air thinned out their mucus, so they tended to do better. So they were trying to figure out why, and that's how sodium chloride came came out with cystic fibrosis. That won't be on your boards, but it's very interesting. Okay. Pulmazyme, so it's DNA... Yeah, I know you're talking about. I order it. (laughs) So pulmazyme, what it does is it breaks down the pus... Because you have chronic infection and inflammation no matter what. Like, even if you're staying up on all your treatments, it doesn't matter. That will break down kind of the inflammation in the pus in the lungs, and that's been proven to increase survival in cystic fibrosis patients overall. And we usually add albuterol, too. 
I know we order uh, Toby Nebs all the time. We do order Toby Nebs all the time. Those are for the kids that have grown Pseudomonas. Pseudomonas aeruginosa, so it's not these kind of other weird ones. It's always been Pseudomonas aeruginosa. It has been associated with increased morbidity and mortality in cystic fibrosis patients. So if you grow it the first time, we treat you with a month of Tobramycin nebs or Toby nebs. And if you clear it, we just continue to watch you with different cultures because we culture these kids four times a year. If you grow it again, we treat you again. If you grow it a third time, you've kind of earned yourself Tobramycin nebs. One month on, one month off for the kind of chronically overall. The other one that we always worry about is called Burkholderia. These kids have, it's hard to eradicate that bug. It's been associated with a really bad morbidity and mortality later on. We actually, if a kid grows Burkholderia, we have specific times in the CF clinic because we don't want that to spread to any other CF oh, patients. Oh, interesting. Like yeah. kind of separate them. As much as we can. Yep. Wow. Yep. And then, what other kind of bacterias do they get? They can get pretty much anything. So most commonly in infants, it's Staph aureus, um, Strep pneumo, Moraxella, H flu, okay. a lot of the oral flora. Um, you can see down growing in their lungs too. And for our primary care docs listening, what should they be doing for their CF patients? So it's give them all of the vaccines that they are due for normally. There's no contraindication in any of these kids to get their vaccines and watch their weight probably be the two most common. Okay. And if they're having lots of issues or ear infections or anything like that, make sure that we know. It's nice to know how many courses of antibiotics and what they get coming from kind of from the other side. So you make sure you're not getting all their bugs. Yeah, you're not getting augmented. Well, yeah, that, and it's just nice to know how many courses. Like if they've been on augmenting four different times uh-huh. and then they grow something that's susceptible to augmenting, we might kind of up it if they've been on a lot of it recently. Got it. Or just change it. Got it. Well, yeah. that's CF in a nutshell, I guess. It is. It's pretty awesome. Thank yeah. you so much for coming. No problem. And for doing it twice. <laughs>